0: Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 30. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've been reading through the Bible together and talking about that with some of our friends. And joining us this week are TJ and Casey Overstreet. And we had a great time talking about what it looks like to make the word a part of our lives in the midst of busy lives, raising families. And we got to talk about uh, so many of those uh, prophecies of Isaiah that that look forward to Jesus, that, that point us to hope. So stick around as we talk about the Bible together. Casey and TJ, welcome. Glad that you guys are joining us for this episode. Uh, TJ, you've been with us before, uh, but Casey, this is your first time. and it is. so is. I'd love for you to uh, just share a little bit about what your life looks like and uh, what you're doing in life and yeah. your family.
1: It's busy. It's full in the very best way. Married um, to TJ, obviously, for 23 years. We have four kids, Will, Ollie, Ike, and Katie. Seven to 14 is the age range there. I work at um, our kids' private classical Christian school, so love that. That keeps me busy. And then a little dabble on the side, health and fitness, accountability, coaching, uh, just a little little something that that I kind of love there, too. And she's great at it. Thanks.
0: Yeah, and how long have you guys been married?
1: 23 years.
2: 23 years together
1: we, almost 30 yeah we've
2: been dating yeah. since high school yeah you guys so. were high school sweethearts yeah, right? right yeah do right. that math that's fun yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we met when we were six <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> literally though we literally. did we did meet when we were six literally. Yes. at that. day camp and so
1: yeah but, but yeah we're a little older than that
2: not much but a little in in cookville in cookville yeah yeah Wow, that's really cool. Uh,
0: when I think about the two of you, um,
1: <laughs> I know this is when we break.
0: No, I I think about all of the things that that you guys have a hand in and and work with. I mean, not only your family and your jobs, but you guys are on boards of s- several different nonprofits. Oh, that's TJ's ministries. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some
1: people garden, TJ serves on boards. <laughs> he
0: serves on boards, <laughs> that's funny. And, and you're involved, you're volunteering with almost sure. all of those. You guys are uh, connected with so many things. Um, so my question for you as we're, as we're getting started is, as you guys are seriously crazy busy, mm. and you've got a big family, uh, young kids, how do you make time for the Word mm. and spending time with Jesus? What does that look like in your lives?
2: It's all about intentionality, mm-hmm. because uh, just as everybody else, when I wake up in the morning or we wake up in the morning, our minds start going, and it can we can immediately go to whatever it is. The, yeah the 7,000 things we need to check off of our list, um, but it's about being intentional and being still. So um, I'm a rise early <laughs> in the morning. Like I get up early <laughs> yeah,
0: and I, I, go to,
2: I go to my place of quiet time and I'm there, um, I'm in it for 35, 40 minutes before yeah. anything else, before I get anything else that's scheduled on my day. And sometimes it's more fruitful than others, but it's about the discipline of it, yeah. right? It's about just being intentional with it. And it's not easy all the time. In seasons, it's easy, but in others, it's okay. not. And so it's about intentionality in my mind and just hammering through it, even when you don't feel like it sometimes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think you do really well with that stillness. Stillness for me is moving. And so that's how my mind focuses. And so I might listen to the Word um, while I'm working out, or I might have my Bible in front of me on my elliptical mm-hmm. um, first thing in the morning. You know, it's always it's always best for for me personally yeah. to do it first thing, so that the busyness of the day does not um, get in the way. But um, just like TJ said, making it a priority but um for me I might be multitasking a little bit when I'm doing it and then reflecting you know what yeah. what did I just read and what did I get from that and what did that reveal about who God is in in that time
0: yeah and would you say you're doing that reflecting like throughout the day mm-hmm. like you don't just leave yeah. it only happens in that time in the morning right right
1: I mean, there have been seasons where it maybe has been a little bit more of a of a checkbox. So this isn't the first time that I've read through the Bible, but I have really just been tried, trying to be intentional this year about not just doing it to do it, but to see what does this reveal about God's character right. and yeah. how should my life be impacted because of who He is.
2: Yeah. I think another thing that's been in very much of an encouragement in this season as we've been walking through the Bible in a year as a church is that there's this level of accountability, even unspoken accountability that's coming alongside Mm -hmm. of you saying, all -hmm. right, what'd you read this week? Or or Mm -hmm. we're going to be having discussions surrounding this. So that always helps, Mm -hmm. at least for me, to know that somebody's in it with me, right? And I, and I feel like that that's what we've been able to foster. Um, in this in this season. And it's it's been very encouraging for me. Yeah.
1: Well, and I've even asked some of my friends at work who don't attend the river, mm-hmm. um, but I've said, hey, January 1, will you do this alongside me? Will you read through the Bible chronologically uh-huh. yeah. so that it can inform our conversations? Mm-hmm. And so maybe instead of a default conversation that we would have had before, we can say, hey, did you read in Isaiah where it said this? Or right. I, I thought about this today. Or man, this this hit me in a way that never has before. And so it can then be a part of my day yeah. as well. Yeah. Like it can just flow through um, and probably bring about some more quality conversations <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <probably>. because of <laughs> yeah. it. <so. laughs>
0: yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I know for, for Meredith and I, uh, we've often come across this time reading through where, you know, we're kind of in the, in the, same, in the same places and reading some of the same stuff, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's definitely sparked some good conversations for sure. How are you guys helping your kids develop a love for the Word?
2: That's good. Probably not as well as we should, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that that's a struggle in mm-hmm. itself, but we we try to, I believe, we try to lead by example, mm-hmm. right? I think that's critically important. Yeah. I hope that my kids... Are knowing that I'm starting my day with Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, w- we work to keep that in front of. Us. I think a lot of our—I don't think I know—a lot of our conversations revolve around um, the church and what's going on, and and who we are, and the and the things that we're trying to do and accomplish in the in the name of Jesus, what He's calling mm-hmm. us to do. Um, and so, being on staff at a church and being on staff at a classical Christian school, that kind of helps our conversation so it's able to stay there. Um, But again, it comes back to being intentional. Mm -hmm. You have to be intentional about it and you have to try to find ways to incorporate it. And then also be mindful of having your kids around others that are doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. In that, um, yes, we, we should be fostering and laying the foundation and the framework, but being able to have them in great places like here at the church this week is wind-shaped camp. Mm-hmm. Being able to bring them to places where they're surrounded by the gospel, they feel the love, they see that it is fun, it's life, it's enjoyable, um, is, a, is an important part of that as well. Yeah.
1: I think it's important to let your kids know that you're learning too. Yeah. So seeing us read and hearing us talk about it, but um, also just saying, guys, I read this this morning, and did you know that, you know, such and such in the Old Testament connected to this in the New Testament kind of a thing, and um, letting them see you be a learner, because I think so many times we think that we have to know so much more Mm. to teach our kids, or we have to put on this facade that we have all the answers, but I think it's good for for them to see us being learners, that's mm, good. And mm. there have been a couple of times when maybe I've done that this year, and my kids have been like, um, "Yeah, Mom," like I already I already knew <laughs> <I> that. Already <laughs> <I>
2: knew that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, that's so, so cool too, yeah, it is. you know. So and that's it's good okay. when they correct us. Yeah, like I love that yes. too because mm-hmm. you'll say something, and they'll be like, "Well, I don't know," and you'll be like, "Oh, you're right, you're right, mm-hmm. you got it. I I forgot that, I missed that piece." Yeah, so that's good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so
0: cool, and I think it's just so important for our kids to see see us, you know, you talked about being in leadership and the church being a major role in your lives. It's important for them to see us being the same people out front and front of people and then at home. Oh, yeah. Like, that we're not two different people. Mm -hmm. And and then just that, I mean, because really if we are truly following Jesus, if we're truly walking with Jesus, then that is transforming and impacting every area of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so it's our lives aren't segmented (laughs) like where it's not our home life and then our work life and our church life. And it's, no, it's all, Mm -hmm. it's all integrated and, and he's transforming every single part of that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think that makes a difference. I think they, I think they see that. Yeah, for sure. But the podcast is called the word (laughs) this week (laughs) and we are reading through uh, the Bible together. And so the question we, Often kind of get us rolling into uh, talking about what we've read this week is what jumped off the page to you as you've been reading this week,
2: Casey
1: <laughs> um so much jumped off the page to me. I just felt like this was such a rich section of scripture in that it touched on so many so many points it it revealed so much of. Who God is and His goodness mm-hmm. and His mercy and His grace, and um, there were points that uh, reminded me of who I should be as a believer. Mm-hmm. There were points along the way that I thought, well, this is this is who this is who we should be. We mm-hmm. should be those lights piercing the darkness. Um, you know, we should be those who know how to rest. And uh, and and know how to to love others well. There was a section about um, talking about what a um, generous God He is in forgiveness and how yeah. much and abundantly He forgives. And um, you know, I wrote a, a note out that said, "Well, if He is, why, why aren't I?" Mm. You know, and so I just felt like it was um, it was challenging. It was reassuring. So much of this was was comforting to me. Mm. I know we read some some hard hard things. Sure. Hard things. Yeah. you know, we we read about some some punishments and some severe consequences. Um, but for me, I just saw God's justice in that. And you know it, it those those consequences didn't come from circumstances unknown. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, well, I, I didn't know it was, he said, hey, this is the way. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not going to do that, then this is what's going to happen, you know? And so he's he's just in that. Um, and so I, I was comforted. I, I want to yeah. follow a leader who does what they say they'll do. Mm. So why would I expect anything less of my God? Yeah. And mm. And so I was just reassured yeah. so much this week
0: and for a little bit of context so much of that reading i think a lot of what was sticking out to you was from isaiah
1: Mm -hmm. and some of those later
0: chapters of isaiah and isaiah spoke mostly to that southern kingdom of judah who hadn't yet faced exile but Mm -hmm. they were getting ready to go into it and so so much of those words of encouragement were coming from yes you're going to experience the consequences of not walking with your god but then here's his faithfulness in bringing you back out of exile. Mm. And here's these words of hope. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, were there any of those that specifically uh, that, that jumped out to you that you found that comfort in? or?
1: Um, I think in Isaiah chapter 61, you know, it's, it's this message of hope. And um, there's a line in there about um, make an everlasting covenant with them. And I mean, we serve an everlasting covenant keeper. God and so um, so much encouragement in that Um, I mean really it was just it was throughout especially Isaiah um, chapter um, 54 55 Mm -hmm. 56 we talked a little bit about I mean literally my pages are like uh, you know covered in in notes Um, there's a a passage in Isaiah 56 um, where um salvation for the Gentiles and like I wrote like, Yay, you know, like here 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 we go and yeah. how we're chosen and uh adopted and loved yeah. and redeemed and um so yeah, so much.
2: Yeah. This this section of reading was really chalked full a lot. I mean Isaiah is just his 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 prophecies here is just um man, it's it's rich. One of the one of the things that we talked about Um, that that we were thinking when we were talking about the word this week and I was brought back to like this is the this is God's word and Mm -hmm. that's my word is that and and we've kind of talked about it briefly in um, before we kind of started in Isaiah 55 um, I was I was encouraged um, in that I think because I I mentioned I struggle with uh, the personal evangelism piece of The disciplines that that God asks us to do, evangelism, and especially part of again being uh, being surrounded by other people of faith and believers. You know, sometimes uh, you you're not challenged, and you don't know if uh, if if things are if what you're saying, what you're doing is is really beneficial, or even maybe what you're being challenged to do, what the the Lord's called you to do, and when we're called to go. And make disciples, and so I, I loved it that um, that that Isaiah penned the words in, in 55, fifty five eleven. He 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 says. Actually, he starts back at ten. He said, "The rain and the snow come down from the heaven, and they stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry." And this is what really got me this week, and I've read this many times but it said it's the same with my word. The the scripture that we have, it's the same with my word. It's the same as the rains that are coming down and the snows that's coming down from the heaven to feed and water. But it says, I will send it out and it will always produce fruit. Mm. It will accomplish all I want it to do and it will prosper everywhere I send it. That was comforting to me and reassuring to me that I can't, Maybe uh, sometimes I think I might be getting in the way of what he's doing. But as long as I am uh, living out the word and I'm speaking the word, I'm uh, I'm, I'm living in it, it's, it's going to prosper. And so yeah. that's encouraging that this human, this person, this being can't just can't mess it too much up. I can mess it up, <laughs> but maybe not too much.
0: Yeah. Uh, Casey, as you read that passage, did you get the kind of the same thing or was the Lord speaking the same thing in your heart as you read that?
1: You know, I, I saw it as the importance of the word and us um, putting that fruit in in our own life. Mm-hmm. You know, every day reading the word, connecting with Jesus as the word, you know, as we learn about Jesus in the New Testament and the importance it is um, to meditate on his word. But then I wrote out to the side, like, beautiful. Like, this Mm -hmm. section is just beautiful. It goes on to talk about the mountains of the hills will burst into song, Mm -hmm. and the trees of the field will clap their hands. Where once there were thorns, cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, myrtles will sprout up. And then it says, these events will bring great honor to the Lord's name they will be an everlasting sign of His power and love. And so that kind of gets back to that everlasting message um, that I had as well. And and about the importance of this bringing honor and glory to the Lord's name. Mm -hmm. So much of what we hear right now is how can you make yourself more known and how can Mm -hmm. you bring more glory in your own life? But as believers, our focus should be about glory and honor to the Lord. Yeah. And then that's where all the freedom and the joy yeah. Yeah. burst forth. You know, there's no freedom in anything goes, yeah. right? And anything right. goes mentality just brings bondage upon us. But when we shift that mindset, um, I think that's where just true beauty and freedom comes.
0: Yeah. It, it reminds me, what you're saying there reminds me of, I think it's Isaiah 26, 8, where he says the the fame, the name, and the fame, mm-hmm. of the Lord, is the desires of my heart. Yep, that's right. Like it's not, um, it's not my own fame, yep. not my own yeah. honor. Yeah. Uh, and Casey, verses. those yeah. those verses there that you read uh, at the end of Isaiah 55, I had underlined as well. Yeah. And I had written out on the side of mine uh, just restoration of Eden, mm. yeah. like it just to me, kind of reminded me of that, the picture of of what Eden was all about and where god placed us in the garden mm-hmm. walking with him and it was just this beauty and and we talked about when we first started this The scriptures is it tells one unified story that points yes. to jesus and what jesus is doing is bringing renewal yep. and restoration to mm-hmm. to god's intentional or to god's original intention for for him for his people for his yeah. creation and for his people and Something oh, cool.
2: that uh, Casey said just a minute ago um, reminded me another little pass, another passage that we read, and um, how the word is for us, and it is for our good, and it's it's for us to be to prosper and to live by. Um, we read this week in Second Chronicles how Hilkiah discovered the laws of the Lord's that had been hidden, <laughs> and they were they you could tell that they were so excited in um in second chronicles 34 and in one of the one of the lines when I underlined in 34 um, verse 21 the very latter part of it says we've not been doing everything in this this scroll says or the law says but we must do it mm-hmm. and I think that 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 just shows how important it is that we let the word just integrate every part of our being in our lives and not let it get lost but it's also encouragement that, even if it maybe you've stumbled on this podcast for the first time yeah. and you're not in the word it's not too late right it, i mean it's it's time today that you can pick up god's word and as isaiah told us in 55 11 that his word will not come back void like it, it's going to resonate with us it's going to be good for us it's going to be nourishing for our souls and um and we can just jump in yeah so
0: there was one thing that uh, kept jumping out because it, it, it mentioned it and then as far as this chronological goes, uh, it would go to something else mm-hmm. and then come back yep. to it. But uh, the the story of Manasseh uh, was, was yep. kind of fascinating to me. And for the most part, he was an evil king. The evil king, mm-hmm. right. But towards the end of his life, and, and this is from Second Chronicles uh, 33, it says, but while in deep distress... Manasseh sought the Lord, his God mm-hmm. and sincerely humbled himself before the God of his ancestors. And when he prayed, the Lord listened to him yeah. and was moved by his request. So the Lord brought Manasseh back to Jerusalem and to his kingdom. Then Manasseh finally realized that the lo- Lord alone is God. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just really jumped off the page to me. Yeah. Just the fact that, I mean, he, he led, he led Judah away Mm -hmm. from the Lord and yet he still repented Mm -hmm. at the end. He repents and, and the Lord, I don't know if honors the right word, but in my mind, the Lord honors that request said he had heard his request and, and, and it pleased him. And then, uh, Later on, where we have the record of his death, it, says, it talks about all the evil things he yeah, did. Oh, yeah, it does. You know, it says they're all kept in this red. It includes a list of the locations where he built <laughs> pagan shrines and set up Asherah poles and idols before he humbled himself mm. and repented. And when Manasseh died, he was buried in the in the palace garden, uh, the garden of uh, I guess yep. how you say it. But just the fact that, like, you're still going to know there's still consequences, the consequences for, right. for what you walk through. Absolutely. Like, that was
2: his legacy,
0: mm-hmm. uh, was that, that's what he did. But he repented.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. It makes me that. wonder, too, if, if, if that's why Amon, who was his son,
0: mm-hmm.
2: walked into the step, he took the steps that he did. Right. right, it was yes. it, it was what he had seen of Manasseh, his his father, and how he acted and how he operated, and he might not have seen the the repentance repentance side because it right after in Second Chronicles thirty three, where it talks about that, uh, it talks about Ammon's rule. It says Ammon was twenty two years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem two years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Yeah. We've seen that phrase repetitively yeah. through this. But, um, you know, I, I, I wonder if, I mean, we don't know. Maybe Manasseh went to Amon and said, hey, you need to see different. But maybe he didn't. Yeah. And and so Amon just followed in the footsteps of his father's early early part of his leadership.
0: Yeah. And if you continue reading there, said, but unlike his father. He did not humble himself. He did not the right. Lord.
1: I, I mean I think that's that's what I had underlined as reading this. He sincerely humbled himself. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, being sincere in our effort to spend time with the Lord, to seek him yeah. to be transformed by his word, not just doing it to do it. Like let's let's embrace it fully and be transformed. By God through His Word,
0: yeah. And then uh, Amon is is killed, mm-hmm. and they they make his son Josiah Sia,
2: right. king, mm-hmm. but he's only eight years old. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. I was like eight years old. I don't know how many I've read this, but I was like, you became yeah. king at eight years old. Yeah, like what the what pressure? Yeah,
0: well, and, and you know, he had people obviously making decisions. Uh, absolutely, right. but when he was sixteen is when he started really turning the hearts of, mm-hmm. of his people, people. Yep. towards the Lord, it said, and this is Josiah's character, he did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and followed the example of his ancestor David. Yep. He did not turn away from doing what was right. Never before, never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength, obeying all the laws of Moses, and there's never been a king like him
2: since, man. what, man, I would love for those words to be spoken of me, yeah,
0: and just the difference, the contrast yes. of all these other kings, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. um did say it right there. but th- there is a place where it says that so many of these reforms that he started it's when he was sixteen mm-hmm. years old, yeah,
1: well, and you see a progression in them as well, as there should be a progression in our life as oh, believers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it says, um, during the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, Josiah began to seek uh, the God of his ancestor, David. Then in the 12th year, he began to purify Judah in Jerusalem, mm. destroying all the pagan shrines and Asherah poles. And it, and it goes on like you see this growth mm. and this progression that's coming. We should not be the same people five years from now that we are today yeah, we should good. be a that, that better is. version yeah. Yeah, that's and great. not because we're better but because we've drawn closer to the lord to yeah. be better
0: and we're continually being transformed by the right? renewal of
1: our minds yeah. right
0: and and i love that as it mentions there you know he, he loved the he turned turned to the Lord with all his heart and soul and strength, and mm-hmm. that reminds me of Deuteronomy six, right. uh, which then I think Jesus Jesus riffs off of. Yeah, when he says love sure. the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. Yeah. Like like that's what it comes comes down to, and that's what Josiah discovered there. Absolutely, and I think that was so cool. And
1: isn't that the best when we we see those glimpses of the Old Testament and the New Testament yep. reflecting? each other i mean i saw it throughout the week there was um reference to the armor of god in here um there were uh goodness there were a couple of other like like you said things that that jesus referenced and i'd have to flip back through here and and find them but i got so excited about that and
0: one of the major places in isaiah 61 is the passage that uh Jesus reads in the temple and or in the mm-hmm. synagogue uh in Nazareth, uh where he says, you know, the the spirit of the Lord is upon yes. me. And um uh, I've come it's to preach the, the good news yeah. to the right. to the poor and he sits down and says, This is it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. Luke I'm four eighteen this. Yep. is what I referenced
1: yep. with with that. Um but there were just so many reminders throughout throughout the reading this week. Um in uh Isaiah 60, there was um, a reference of, for the Lord will be your everlasting light and, and the glory of the Lord. And that reminded me of in Exodus 33 when Moses said, Show me your glory, mm. you know? And, yeah. and then God still even hid him in the cleft of a rock, yet his face was still shining, you know? I mean, we should be that transformational shining light for people. We should spend time with the Lord yeah. Yeah. and then we should shine. Because of that to people mm-hmm. and people, we should draw others to us because of that light that we, we reflect. Now, should people know what we don't agree with? Yes, they need to know what we don't agree with, but they should also be drawn to us by this mm-hmm. this light and this love of others and, and the grace and mercy that we give because it's given abundantly to us.
0: And like Moses, as you mentioned, as we spend time in the presence of the Lord, right. that's mm-hmm. where that, that shining comes It comes out of that. That's right. right.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Hey, guys, thanks so much. Uh, It's been uh, a fun conversation, and thanks for sharing with us part of your lives. Thank you. Thanks for having
2: us. It's been a—it's an honor.
0: Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you're in Cookville and looking for a church home, we'd love to invite you to come out, and you can check out more about us at therivercc.com. Thanks. And join us next time on The Word This Week.